Dear friend and colleagues, hello, I'm Dr. Majid Chinikar. In association with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Esan Khalilpur, we are going to cover the TCT 2023. In this very interesting Congress, there are some articles about the valves, and in addition, some very nice reviews and also articles for drug coated balloon, reviewing some articles for the peripheral vascular disease, and at the end, we are going to cover the studies for the coronary intervention, mostly for acute coronary syndrome and acute MI. So, without wasting any time, we're diving into the triluminate pivotal trial that is randomized trial for the severe TR patients in two groups for the medical therapy, 175 patients, and the health status it was assessed at the baseline after one month, six and 12 months with the Kansas City cardiomyopathy questionnaire and the alive state and well defined as the Kansas City score more than 60 and less than 10 points decline from the baseline after one year. Compared to medical therapy, TTR resulted in substantially better health status at one month and was sustained through the first year of the study. And the 75% of TR patients were alive versus 46% in the medical therapy are. The second study is the TRICENT-2 trial. That is a randomized trial for the tricuspid valve implantation transcatheter. And in severe TR patients that the candidate for the transcatheter valve emplacement with the EVOC system and the patient in the high risk group that they are not candidate for the surgery, that this resulted and ended into less than a mile to less TR in 94% and non-TR in 78% and that shocked the severe TR patients that underwent the EVOC system transcatheter tricuspid valve implantation resulted in meaningful improvements in the functional status and symptom after six months. The third study is the study for the degenerative mitral regurgitation repair with the transcatheter way and the edge to edge repair with the PASCAL system in the PASCAL 2D registry. We know that in 2022, Edward Life Science Corporation got the approval of the FDA for this device that is a precision system because it shows the independent grasping, atraumatic clasp and closure and ability to elongate and enable safe and effective treatment of the degenerative mitral regurgitation patients. Is sophisticated engineering and intuitive catheter handling enables the device for the better maneuver and for the stability and enable precise navigation and implant technique in this device. The mitral valve we know that is very very complex in the anatomy and it's very challenging in the degenerative mitral regurgitation patient to do a very nice repair with the mitra clip that is the technology that present right now. But in this study in the Pascal 2D registry showed the safety and efficacy of this device in reaching to a better conclusion and result for the safety, effectiveness, and the functional and quality of life outcomes in this group of patients. The next study is for the TAVI and the four-year outcomes of patients undergoing for the 
aortic stenosis in the evolute lower expression in more than 1400 patients that in two equal group for the tower and sour and the study after the four years showed that the result in the tower patients showed the better result for the all-cause mortality and disabling stroke after four years with the p-value less than 0.05 and also for the reduction in the disabling stroke and for the other endpoints for all-cause mortality and also for non-disabling stroke but the only items that showed the better result in the sour group was the new permanent pacemaker implantation that this is something that is predictable and that was significantly higher in the tower group in partner 3 trial the transcatheter valve replacement in lowest patient the result showed after 5 years comparing the two groups of the surgery and the tower and that also showed in this study that the, among low-risk patients that we are very concerned about the long-term outcomes after the TAVR, symptomatic aortic stenosis patients who underwent the TAVR surgery showed no difference between two groups for the primary composite outcomes. And this is a promising one in the low-risk patients. But that is uh, just uh, restricted to the patient for the five, first five years. And we know that we need more longer follow for this group of patients. For the end of this story for the transcatheter valve studies in this Congress, we are going to cover the STS-ACC TVT registry. Out of total were 202,000 patients developed in 16% of these patients after tower new left bundle appeared in the post-implantation period or after 30 days and the uh, authors recommend that for the all primary outcomes for example for the all-cause mortality after one year the patient with new left bundle after tower had significantly greater rates of all-cause mortality compared with the without left bundle and the hazard ratio is 1.22 this patient population also showed the higher likelihood of all-cause readmission also at the same amount 1.22 and requiring new pacemaker has a ratio 3.62 patients with new left hand also found have a slightly lower kansas city cardiomyopathy questionnaire overall summary scores and also lvef the study limitation was the missing one-year data lack of patient's data after one year following TAVR and inability to adjust the unmeasured confounding factors like frailty. But this is also a very good and leading uh, study. After this, we're going to go for the last study for the valves and this is for the AI or AR patients. The Align AR using the Trilogy Transcatheter half valve system provides the first dedicated device for the AI in moderate to severe patients that they are at high risk for surgery and they will be preferred therapy for this with the transcatheter way. Their trilogy system is specifically designed for the AI and the techniques is the anchor on the leaflet. The valve is deployed after anchoring and this implantation prevent the embolization. If this trial, even the design of this trial is for the approval for the 
FDA and the, for the device exemption trial. In this study, conducted in 20 sites and more than 180 patients, had symptomatic moderate to severe AR and functional class, knee half functional class 2 to 4 and high risk for surgery that determined with the heart team evaluation and the STS score was more than 4.1%. This study showed the all-cause mortality at 30 days. A stroke was less in the group and that was non-inferior with using this device. Also for all-cause mortality after one year and non-inferiority approved in all these aspects. The safety also was approved in this study and the 99 patient of patient had none or trace or mild paraverbalic after 30 days and the performance sustained through the follow-up. At one year, in fact, no patients had regurgitation and the LV and diastolic diameter and, and systolic volume, LV mass and mass index was significantly improved in this group of patients. After this comprehensive coverage of the valve studies in this Congress, I'd like to get a break and review the very nice meta-analysis about the paclitaxel-coated devices. In 2018, summary level meta-analysis suggested an increased mortality risk for the paclitaxel-coated devices compared with the uncoated devices in peripheral vascular disease treatment. And in this meta-analysis, 10 trials comparing paclitaxel-coated device against control device included in a patient-level pool analysis. And using the Cox regression models to evaluate the effect of paclitaxel exposure on the risk of death in both intention to treat patients and as the treated analysis showed, even considering the crossover at the index page, that the effect of paclitaxel dose and baseline covarities, and in more than 2,700 participants that included for the around five years follow-up, no significant increase in the mortality was observed. This is very nice. There was no significant effect of paclitaxel dose on mortality risk event. After this nice meta-analysis, the LIFE BTK trial compared the Everolimus allotting resorbable scaffold with the plain ballon angioplasty in the CLTI patients due to infrapopletal artery disease. And it approved that the, using the scaffold in a multicenter trial in 261 patients that randomly assigned to 2 to 1 ratio for this treatment, the primary efficacy endpoint observed in the patients with the p-value less than 0.001 for the superiority of the drug-coated balloon. Also for the primary safety endpoints, the difference was for the non-inferiority significant and serious adverse event related to the index procedure occurred in 2% of drug-coating balloon, the scaffold patients and 3% percent of the angioplasty group. In another study using the drug coating balloon in the de novo small vessels compared the serolimus coated balloon with the paclitaxel coated balloon in the coronary lesions. In this study that was the first one that comparing a serolimus coated balloon in the name of magic touch 
Companion with the sequent that was a paclitaxel coated balloon, the non inferiority of the cerulemus coated balloon failed to approve for the non inferiority for the angiographic net lumen gain at the six month compared to the paclitaxel coated balloon. And the, another study for the drug coating balloon that comparing the drug coating balloon, paclitaxel one, to the conventional balloon angioplasty for the coronary instantary stenosis. In the study of agent IDA, that the randomization is also in the fashion of 221, in 321 patients for the DCB and 159 patients for the plain coated balloon. And this study also showed the superiority of the drug coating balloon compared to balloon angioplasty in the ISR patients. After agent ID trial, the ISR desired trial, that is a sub-analysis, a post-hoc analysis of ISR desired three trial published in the JAK, researcher analyzed data from 402 patients and 500 lesions randomized to plain balloon comparing to DCB or DES in ISR desired three trial. And the median follow-up was more than 10 years. The primary endpoint was total repeat target lesion revascularization, or TLR, including all first and recurrent events. Result found that the first RTR was required in 204 lesions, and researchers noted that the risk of total RTLR was reduced with DCB with the hazard ratio of 0.36 and by the DS with the hazard ratio of 0.23 as compared with plain balloon during the first year of the follow-up. But after one year, the risk of RTLR reduced with DS but not with the DCB. And this is the difference between these two strategies for the ISR patients. Also, at the end, we are covering a DCB-ACS trial that the very nice and interesting study in a population that the duration of complications remain a challenge. In this trial, they found that the DCB is non-inferior to DS for treating de novo lesions of ACS patients in terms of primary endpoint looking at functional assessment of target lesion at nine months. In other findings, the angiographic follow-up at nine months showed that the DCB group had higher in-segment diameter stenosis compared to DS, but, but there was no difference in late lumen loss between two groups. And additionally, DCB and DS group had comparable risk for target lesion and patient-oriented composite endpoints at 12 months. However, the incidence of target lesion failure and patient-oriented composite endpoints were numerically higher with the DS patients. In the future, maybe a larger randomized control trial approved the efficacy of DCB compared to DS in this de novo lesions of ACS patients. TPAS trial is a trial in the South Korea and they are published this article in the circulation that the stopping the aspirin after one month in a group of patients with drug loading stent and under treatment with the ticagrelor, and if we follow the ticagrelor monotherapy after less than one month of the aspirin, and these patients that they showed the non-inferiority in this randomized trial of the monotherapy with ticagrelor. That was a randomized open label non-inferiority trial, and two 
2850 patients underwent this DS implantation at 24 centers in the South Korea and the randomization was one-to-one -one. they are receiving either ticagrelor monotherapy 90 milligram twice daily after less than one month of DAPT or 12 months of ticagrelor based DAPT in the remainder of the patients this study approved that the discontinuation of the aspirin in the median of 16 days in the group of receiving monotherapy after one month the primary endpoint in the group receiving ticagrelor that was non-inferior the p-value was 0.001 and also superior with the p0 p-value of 0.002 this finding was consistent in per protocol population as a sensitivity analysis the occurrence of major bleeding for sure was significantly lower in the ticagrelor monotherapy after less than one month of DAPT compared with the 12 month of the DAPT and this is also a leading study I guess the another study Partenop is the comparing the polymer free create stent with a bioresorbable stent and we know that the previous study for comparing this polymer free stent and approving this device efficacy against a permanent polymer zotaralimus eloting stent in all comer population in the recreate trial and also in the sugar trial that the compared the diabetic patients in both trials showed that the polymer free device was non inferior to zotaralimus there is a need to study and compare as a non inferiority study in the partenop in the 14th sentence in the italy and enrollment for the all commerce patients with the target lesion length between 2025 to 4.5 millimeters and randomized to receiving more than 1000 patients for the create stent compared to the bioresorbable synergy polymer Everolimus stent from the Boston Scientific and they showed that everything was very similar in two arms but the only thing that happened here is 11 patients in the polymer-free group had definite or probable stent thrombosis versus three patients in the bioresorbable polymer group in the first month of the study, in the first 30 days. After adjustment for multiple comparators, the difference was not significant, statistically significant. And something that happened here is that the stent thrombosis in no way is something that's safe although in this study none of the stent thrombosis patients led to cv death but the acknowledge of this happening is may looks a little bit scary for the interventional cardiologist in the bioestimy study that is comparing or zero we know that the or zero stent got the ce mark in 2011 and also fda approval in 2019 according to the BioFlow V study. And in the BioFlow V study, the STMI patients were excluded. They showed in the BioFlow V study that the or stents showed the advantage over the Zions, specifically for the target vessel MI and stent thrombosis. But by the five years, these primary endpoints vanished and there was no difference between these two types of the stent. But we know, that after the Horizons Acute MI trial, that they showed that 3% reduction of absolute risk after five years using the DES in the patients 
with acute MI compared to the bare metal stents. That that change our strategy to use the drug loading stents after 2008, we are thinking that is there anything from the biostemy study that change our policy for the acute MI or STMI patients? We know that in this study, 1,622 lesions and in 1,300 STMI patients randomized to one-to-one -one for the Orsiro and Zions over two years and the study ended in 2018. Complete five-year follow-up available for 85% of participants and the researchers showed that the by five years target lesion failure that covering cardiac death target vessel MIR clinically indicated TLR had occurred in 8% of our zero groups and 11% of the Zions and the risk ratio was 0 0.0.70 and most of difference was driven by clinically indicated TLR, which occurred at the rate of 3.1% in the R0 and 5.4% in the Zions, that the relative risk was 0.68. S10 thrombosis were low in both groups and comparable. This is something that when we are thinking about that, there isn't any catch up in this stent. And this looks that after two years, and after the degradation of the polymer and stent maybe the bare metal-like stent. What happening? Something that we can explain about the Orsiro is the totality of Orsiro, not a single characteristic of this stent. For example, the plastic coating that remained after resolvation of the polymer after two years that prevent the late catch-up or the design of this stent for the design of the platform, ultra thin strut, biodegradable polymer that is unique and also for the drug dosage of Evrolimus that is lower compared to the other stents and all of this may reach to this conclusion that we have a metallic platform with unique characteristic that may translate in a better result in the acute MI patient and may change our the policy and a strategy for treating the acute MI or STMI patients. The next and the last study that are covering here is the Sweat Heart National Registry that the long-term clinical outcomes after the IFR versus the FFR guided coronary revascularization. And this is very important because in the IFR Sweat Heart, five-year study that this two-way IFR versus FFR, there was no difference in MACE. In the defined flare, also the result was the same, but in the defined flare, significant increased mortality happened in the IFR signals restricted, restricted to treated patients driving MACE, and there was no difference in acute MI or unplanned revascularization. But this registry approved that the MACE all caused death, myocardial infarction, and unplanned revascularization was comparable in these two groups. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you like to read the articles comprehensively, you can go to our website and you can find everything there. Thank you very much for listening.